You are listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from Dingle Peninsula, Ireland. I'm in the Dingle Peninsula, Ireland and County Kerry, y'all. Hello and how are you doing? Kerry, K-E-R-R-Y, Kerry, the county on the water. We think of Kerry in America, we think of maybe like John Kerry. I'd be very wary of John Kerry. (laughs) What if John Kerry had a brother named Larry? I'd be very wary of Larry Kerry. (laughs) Uh, I'm here. I'm in Ireland. I'm here. I'm doing a project, and I'm setting up a studio, and I just came from California. I'm doing a little podcast today talking about creativity. Here we are, friends. This is... uh, a unique place today, this afternoon, I am going back. I did a film project. I went to my great-grandmother's house here in this county um, in a little town called Castlemaine. Really cool. I'm going back there today. I met a friend, a friend who is 90, I think she's, is she 94? She's either 92 or 94. She's She's in her 90s, and she's my friend. Her name's Nell. Got to know her a little bit, this last experience. I came here, and I was lucky enough to meet some cousins. And one of the cousins took me to the property of my family, my great-grandmother's house. And crazier than that, he had the keys. And crazier than that, there was somebody who lived in the house for 90 years, my cousin Tom. Guy died in his 90s. And these guys are giving me reason to believe that I can make it to my 90s. <laughs> Actually, um, no, it was really it was really fascinating. I did a three-part film series on it. Uh, it's on my Patreon. And I uh, it's called The Long Road. And it was about the melting pot of America and Canada and Australia. And just basically the passage of people from the Isles. And I can only speak to... Uh, speak for the Irish passage and and the research that I did about um, Nova Scotia, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. It's really cool about Irish people. So I think there's there's under 5 million people here. And what's fascinating is I think that there is 8 million people in London. Put that together in your head. 5 million people in a country, 8 million people in one city. And I have lived in between big cities for many, many years. And it is really, I, I, this is where you start encountering words like charming, um, rustic, traditional, like in this little country, like in this place that I'm, I'm literally looking at the Atlantic Ocean right now. In the peninsula that I'm visiting, there was a famous dolphin. He lived here for 40 years. His name was Fungi, F-U-N-G-I-E. Fungi, the famous dolphin of the dingle. <laughs> dingle fungi. Dingle fungi sounds like something you can get in between your toes um, when hiking. I've come down with dingle fungi, and I can't make uh, the performance, unfortunately. <laughs> um, on a side note, when we talk about strange molds and bizarre medical names. I was thinking the other day, I was watching a documentary about Pompeii. I was thinking of, you know, how many constellations are named after Greek or Roman mythology, like Andromeda, 
Um, I was thinking of how pretty the word chlamydia is <laughs> and how it sounds like an ancient, like the empress, chlamydia. Like maybe Cleopatra and chlamydia could have like had a uh, long distance friendship, uh, pen pals from Egypt to, uh, you know, Rome. Anyways, the Empress Chlamydia and Fungi, Fungi the Fungus, the Fungal Dolphin. No, seriously, I'm looking at a, at a, a bay here where there was this dolphin that lived for 40 years and he became like a tourist attraction. It was Fungi. And I'm not kidding, like people get like tears in their eyes talking about this dolphin. There's been a disappearance of Fungi, Fungi, the Dingle Fungi, Dingle Fungi took off a year ago and broke the hearts of the people of Dingle. Okay? If you see D Fungi, he's a, he's a geriatric aging dolphin. And he might be near you, um, probably coming up to boats asking for fish. He's very open-minded. And he's a very conniving little fellow and will end up in your wallet quick. Uh, don't loan him money. Do not invite him over for drinks. Fungi is to be avoided. Call the authorities. I'm, 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 I'm playing here. Um, no, seriously. So, like, people talk about this dolphin, and I guess he was, there's a statue of him. And I'm like, you know what? You've got to be gone for longer than a year to get a statue where I'm from. You've got to be really gone before we can get our act together. Look at the, look at the reverence of the Irish people. You're gone. 12 months later, you get a statue. Hmm? A statue. So, yeah, Dingle, County Kerry. I'm going back to Castlemaine today. Such an interesting experience seeing my uh, grandma's uh, house and where she ate dinner. Like, I wasn't supposed to make it back there. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to have access to that. Maybe in The Godfather. Pacino goes back to the old country. He meets that hot girl. Remember in The Godfather, he meets his wife. She gets killed in a car bombing. Uncool. She was so pretty. Come on. Well, that didn't happen for me. I actually just met Nell, a 92-year-old woman who tells me stories about... She is from in Ireland. She is from a county Kerry before electricity. That's crazy. Actually, the 1950s is when they got electricity here. So I was just thinking of like, you know, the charming barn dances and getting together with people um, and having a, having a drink, maybe a little moonshine, some traditional music, some alien pipes and banjos and some old songs that everyone could sing. Well, that's the idea. So I'm, I'm coming up to a couple different projects here as we go into spring. Springs, it's still a little bit of ways away, but I've just started a studio in California and I'm searching around Europe to start another one. And it's going to, a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of a lateral step this year and that the fireworks might not be so visible until about mid-year. But mid-year is where the good stuff is going to happen, but I've kind of got to set it up. So I'm over here, I'm checking stuff out, starting another studio, and I've got equipment over here from my band, and I just never brought it home. So it lives here in Great Britain, and the idea is to sort of outfit a studio and start 
Um, God, it would be album number three for me. So my third solo album, and it would be my one, two, three, four. It'd be my seventh record. Not too bad. I was just watching the Foo Fighters who have like a crazy horror film out that looks actually pretty funny and it's their 10th. So I'm on my seventh and Foo Fighters are on their 10th. I'll take it. That's cool. Um, other than that, I'm uh, just learning Irish cookbook. I'm perfecting my skills at uh, Shepherd's Pie. My, my advice to anybody making a Shepherd's Pie is do it. It's rather, it's, it's better to do it sooner than later. Um, it might make you fall asleep uh, one hour after you eat it. It's like a giant sleeping pill. I did a little something different on mine. I made mine. Basically what you do is you get mints, put an onion in it, a little garlic, some carrot, and some peas. And you put, you put all of that inside the mints. You cook down the mints and you take the, the, the juices from your mints. And you put that into your gravy. You put your gravy to the side and you make, you get a pan and you fill up half of a pan with mints and then you take potatoes. Now you could leave the skin on or skin off. I'll leave the skin on and you do a layer of potatoes and then a layer of cheese and I put breadcrumbs on the top. I say yes, fellow Americans. Bye, fellow Americans. <laughs> Ask not what your kitchen can do for you. What you can do for your kitchen. Yeah, so my shepherd's pie came out really funky. The little funky gravy. And I'm winning at life. Got a haircut from a guy who I was asking about fungi yesterday. Fungi the dingle dolphin. And the fellow got tears in his eyes. And I was asking him about barbering. It's like, so when did you learn to be a barber? And he said his brother taught him. It's like, there's no... You're not an accredited barber, but here in County Cary, you just open your doors. My brother taught me. I'm a chiropractor. Name's Dr. Bill. My, uh, my friend taught me. Here I am. Speaking of, man, I was playing guitar the other day, doing a little, you know, I'm doing some songwriting, got some surprises coming. Man. You know, it's really crazy. I did a performance online for my patron people and it was always lovely to see them. And man, it is so crazy. When you play guitar for long enough, I think you could literally, the skin on your fingertips are so thick. I think you could probably put cigarettes out on them. Mine had gotten soft because I was working on this woodworking project for my, uh, for my van life series. And for basically I built a roof deck it all started with like a stage. I bought this van and I wanted to do something magical. And I thought, wow, I want to pull up and do pop-up shows off the back of it. So I built a stage Then I started looking at the roof of it, just thinking, you know what, man, what a nice place to sleep in the summer. And I literally built a deck. I built a deck, like a legitimate a contender, a contender with any kind of deck that you would see at a cafe or at someone's house. Like I built a legitimate deck and in the process of building this and researching it and getting it right and buying sanders and tools and all this stuff, I am not a carpenter. My fingers went soft. And so I played this show the other day and my fingers are like on fire, man. And I gotta tell you, I'm ready for this damn pandemic to be over. I just wanna play music again. I should not be 
talking to barbers about dolphins. I should not be building decks on vehicles and I should not be sleeping in cars. <laughs> I'm a singer, goddammit. Where's this podcast going? Fungi the Dingle Dolphin, the Empress Chlamydia, uh, the joys of building, <laughs> building roof decks on vehicles that drive on the freeway with, and uh, going back home to Castlemaine today. Well, I think that's about all. I think I probably chewed your ear off enough. How about them Olympics? The 15-year-old skater girl was let free. Now, question is, remember there was that other athlete. She came out and she said that the former prime minister was like a, like a wealthy politician guy, a former like big shot, had sexually abused her, but then she got in a relationship with him. And then she said it didn't happen and she disappeared. I don't know, man. I don't know. These rough, this kind of, this poor girl's 15, was she doped? Do you think she was doped? Remember what happened to the East German swim team? The, 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 there was the gymnasts and the swimmers of uh, East Germany in the 80s and 90s, or sorry, the 70s and 80s. And there's documentaries about it. I have seen it, man. There's like a, a woman sitting there, and she looks like John Lithgow. It's like, we were growing beards. It's crazy, man. They were putting it in these kids' quote-unquote vitamins, and these girls were, like, growing giant Adam's apples, and, like, their voices were dropping and stuff, which is not funny, but good Lord. Can you imagine being how angry you'd be at the state? Like, come on. And then you see this, like, 15-year-old girl. I don't look at her as a real doper. She looks like a damn, like a... Tinkerbell. She looks like she, she, she came from Disney. Like that girl's definitely not doing growth hormones, but I know they said it was a heart medication. And you know what, man? I don't think it was her. I think if anybody it was her coaches, maybe it was a little meth. She got a little hopped up, but I don't think she did anything like sinister. But then the other girl, I forget the, the, the American girl, the sprinter, the black girl, I forget what it was, less something. She got busted for smoking a joint, which to be fair, man, you probably shouldn't be smoking a joint if you're, play, if you're in the Olympics. I respect it, but you, can, you have the rest of your life to do that. But you know what? They're mad about this girl. They're kind of making it like a race card and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, man, we're an agitated people. You're an, we're an agitated people. We see another country get away with something. We get angry. They can't even be Russia. They got to be like the ROC. That sounds like a... That sounds like an administrative term for a parking lot at the White House Museum. That's ROC parking. <laughs> uh, that sucks, dude. They can't even listen to their own national anthem. And then their top star of the Winter Olympics, a 15-year-old phenom, some say better than Dorothea Hamill, Brian Boitano, Ekaterina Gordieva, Brian Orser, Katarina Vitt. They say she's the greatest skater to ever put on skates. How could that not go to your head when you're 15? If you put a ton of Aquanet in your hair and you're at the school dance, 
someone says you look like Kurt Cameron, that goes to your head. Can you imagine being told you're the best person ever in your sport? Poor kid, and she was doped. The Russians doped her. We can't take it out on her though, friends. We gotta pull together as a world community. She didn't mean it. Let her go. I say let her go. <laughs> so what else is going on? Sean, Sean White, Flying Tomato. Um, the, was it the Flying Carrot? What was his name, the ginger guy? He's like the snowboarder skater dude. You know what, Sean? You built an empire. He got fourth place this year in his final snowboarding. The guy looked over it. He looked haggard. Too many models, too many late night parties, too many having your friend your, who's Mormon do your pee test for you. Sean's been smoking dope for years. I remember, no, for real, like, I remember when Sean White had like an, he had like a, uh, he had like a secret training. It was like Red Bull sponsored or some crazy American capitalist shit. He was being like hella lifted into this like secret half pipe in the sky that someone had some big agency or some, it was like some company had built him this secret half pipe where he could work on his moves in peace. And I just have this to say, Sean White, cry me a river, pal. If somebody built me a grand <laughs> recordings at Abbey Road up on some mountain that I got to by helicopter, you know, it's time to tap out. Let the little guys get in there, huh? Makes me so happy when I see the David and Goliath. I think we were beaten. American hockey was beaten by Slovakia. You had it coming, Estados Unidos. You had it coming. Those Slovakians are hungry. They're out there. They're banging their drum. They're banging it slow, and they're banging it the right way with intention. You sit around. You play for your Bruins. You play for your San Jose Mighty Ducks. You sit around and you, you get paid and you're in hot tubs and you're doing your thing, you're going on talk shows and you look at Slovakia, sharpening their spears, waiting for their time. And they took us out. Kind of doesn't feel like the Olympics though. You can't even watch it on TV or I mean on the, on the internet. I try to watch it. You always have to sign your name, give your email. Give, like, I don't like this sign-up stuff. You're selling my information to other companies. And it makes me feel weird. So what do I do? I watched the Olympics from four years ago. It's really sad. I watched Olympic clips from four years ago that I could watch on YouTube. Because if you watch YouTube, on the damn header of the Olympics, it says who won. Which takes all the fun out of watching it when you're on the road. So I watch old Olympics. And I even go further than that. I go back to the 90s, where a mulleted Brian Orser from Canada took on and also mulleted Brian Boitano. That, I might add, looked like Balky Bartokamis from Perfect Strangers. Basically, Brian Orser looked like the guy from Perfect Strangers, and, and Brian Boitano looked like Balky Bartokamis from Perfect It was basically Perfect Strangers was Scott Hamilton. When was that guy relevant? He's been hanging around like a bad set of chlamydia back case since God knows when. Scott Hamilton was one of the first people to champion the skullet out on the ice. His 
bald forehead went for days. It went back, back, and back. It was like a freaking windshield. But he did tricks that would blow your mind. The guy did backflips, okay? He looked like he ran a cult, maybe child bride stuff. Maybe out there and like doing the Warren Jeffs thing, <laughs> doing a little, hi, I'd like you to meet your new husband. This is Scott Hamilton. He's our leader. He is the Messiah. This is, hello, this is your 14-year-old uh, wife and uh, your second wife, and you can live out your clan and everyone can wear skirts down to the floor and puffy sleeves. Scott looks like a cult leader, and I'm not sure when. He lost a testicle. I remember that. <laughs> I remember him being a commentator, and everyone's like, Scott, we understand that you had to, we can't really say it on the air, but you had a cancer and you had something removed. He's like, um, yeah, I still have one though. I only removed one of them, but I'm doing better and I'm healing. Can you imagine if the whole world knows that you lost a testy? Brutal. Any kind of scalpel genital stuff, brutal. Can you imagine, man, for religious reasons, getting circumcised in your late 20s? <laughs> That's horrible. No one deserves it. Scott Hamilton lived through it. And you know what? He's embedded himself into the psyche of a people. I believe in you, Scott. I don't know why you're still hanging around talking about ice skaters because you're 73 years old, but I accept it. He's like the John Madden of ice skating. For those of you around the world, John Madden was a weird, hey! He had this like weird kind of uh, congested voice and he was a commentator in American football. I watched when I was a kid. This guy was everywhere in American football for like 30 years. He was a coach, he was a player, that he was a commentator and he never stopped. The weird thing about John Madden was the dude hated to fly. He was feared flying. So he drove cross country in a bus just to go to these games. He did it his way, he did it John's way. We've digressed, I'm gonna go to uh, the old family home today or drive by it at least and go see my friend now. I'm in Ireland, I wanna say thank you guys. It's been a wild weird time, down with Omicron, up with positivity, we got this. I will see you on stage. I'm looking at some different tour stuff right now. Oh, if you're in Australia, I've been getting some offers down in Australia for I actually got a tour offer if you have any show ideas, let me know. I'm going to be probably cobbling together a tour for the spring. So, Ozzy, we have unfinished business. I'm gonna say, thank you for listening. Be well, enjoy the Olympics. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from County Cary.